Welcome to this special study in the book of Galatians on walking by the Spirit. In Galatians 5, 16, Paul says, Walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. That's the one command in that section that in a very real sense is like the basic command or the prerequisite command for all other commands that Paul gives elsewhere. What Paul is saying in the context there is, I want you to live your Christian life in such a way that even though you're free in Christ, you don't do whatever you want. You don't turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but you love one another. You serve one another. That's what he says in context. Well, the basic command, the way we do that is by walking by the Spirit. And so this really is like the fundamental, most important Christian command, walk by the Spirit. So how do we do that? And I remember that I began first wrestling with this question, how do I walk by the Spirit? Way back when I was in high school, and I was sitting in youth group on a Wednesday night, and somehow we were talking about this very topic of walking by the Spirit, and the imagery that was given in that lesson was uh, like to plug into the power of the Spirit, as, as if... Uh, we're looking for the power source of the Spirit, and my job is just to plug into that. Well, I was like, okay, fine, well and good. The problem is, is I don't know where the outlet is, and I don't know how to do that. And so that imagery of just plugging into the power of the Spirit didn't do me any good. And then in all my years of theological research and reading commentaries and studying Galatians, most commentaries never really gave any clear instruction on okay, if walking by the Spirit is so important, how do we do that? And so in this session, I want to just take a few minutes at least and give uh, just some general thoughts on how do you walk by the Spirit because it is such a critical, important piece of instruction here in the book of Galatians. And at the risk of oversimplifying it, I, I want to really boil it down to kind of two main components and again, this is maybe a bit of an oversimplification, but I think it really gets at the heart of it. So at least we understand, I think, the basics of what Paul is getting at, all right? As we said in the comments on Galatians 5.16, we said that the idea of walking by the Spirit is a, a present tense command, which has to do with going about your life daily, regularly, ongoingly, go about your life with the Spirit or by the Spirit. And that idea of Walking with or by the Spirit, I think, is the key of the whole thing. And so the first component to walking by the Spirit is the most important component. It's the heart of the whole thing, and that is this, attachment. All right, attachment. Living your life attached to God by His Spirit. And so the key word there is attached or attachment, doing life with Him doing life with the Spirit. As you go about your daily activities, you're mindful of God. You're mindful of Jesus. You're mindful of the Spirit. You remain attached to them so that God's very own Spirit who lives in you, you're mindful of that. And now you're seeking His guidance, His help. He is your partner in doing life. You live attached to Him. In order for us to really become like Jesus from the inside out, what we need to understand is that our basic problem is not so much sinful acts, sinful behavior. Our basic problem is rebellion against God as a whole. 
Our real problem is breaking our allegiance with God, cutting the cord, and trying to do life our own way, independent from God. It's severing ourselves from God. That's the fundamental human problem. Sinful acts are merely the symptom of that, the expression or the result of that. The solution then isn't so much conformity to a behavioral code as it is surrender, as it is reattachment. Instead of living independently from God and doing life our way, it's living attached to God by His Spirit. And now that God in Christ has poured out His Spirit and the new era has already broken into the here and now, we have this opportunity to have new kind of life and a new kind of human experience that wasn't possible before. But now that Messiah has come, resurrection has happened, and the Spirit has been poured out, and new creation is here, we are new creations in Christ, and we can live in a a new kind of life attached to God by His Spirit. And so that's the basic component of walking by the Spirit is attachment, living your life attached to God. Now, the second component really is, how do we facilitate that attachment? Okay, so the heart of it is the attachment, but attachment in any relationship doesn't happen on accident. You don't just drift into a deep relationship with your husband or your wife. You don't... uh, just drift into a really deep relationship with a close personal friend. There's some intentional things you do that lead to that, and that relationship is cultivated, deepened, and fostered by activities you put in place to cultivate that attachment. And that's the second component, activities. And so the heart of walking by the Spirit is this attachment to the Spirit, He's your partner in life. You live attached to him. But you're going to put activities in place in life to help foster or cultivate that attachment. What kind of activities are we talking about? Well, they could be a number of things. They are intentional activities by which you structure your life for living attached to God. That's the basis of it, all right? And so what are those activities? Well, obviously some some key ones, core ones are reading your Bible. You can't live in partnership with God by His Spirit if you don't read the Word that the Spirit inspired, right? And so you're going to read the Bible. You're going to do it prayerfully. That's another activity, praying through the Scriptures, talking to God as you go about your life, living attached to Him, right? And you're going to need to figure out what that looks like in your context, in your life. You're going to need to figure out how to do that. Um, I am more and more aware that A simple Bible reading and prayer time in the morning is not enough for me, and I'm not always super good at it, but I'm trying to put in place specific activities throughout the course of my day to remind me of and to intentionally connect with God. So I read the Bible and pray in the morning. Um, I, not as consistently as I like, but I occasionally read a psalm, take six to ten minutes in the middle of the day and read a psalm and just let that remind me of who God is and say a short prayer to reconnect. And then at the end of the day, before I go to bed, I listen to big chunks of scripture and I do a little self-examination and I uh, connect with God again before the end of my day. And so those three parts help me throughout the day be connected through the day. But there's also spontaneous praying. So I think praying and, and Bible reading are like two fundamental key Uh, activities we have to put in place. But there are plenty of other activities that we can put in place. Uh, The classic spiritual disciplines are some of those activities. Fasting, 
silence and solitude. In fact, Dallas Willard, a well-known writer on the spiritual formation, spiritual growth, and the spiritual disciplines, uh, Dallas Willard says he doesn't know that it's possible to actually be completely transformed into Christ-likeness from the inside out without a wise and regular practice of silence and solitude. We, we're going to need to figure maybe something like that out because in our culture, it's really hard to find that in, in the current cultural context, at least here in America where I live. And so silence and solitude. So spiritual practices that help cultivate the attachment to God. Worship. A fellowship with other Christians, serving other people, some of these classic spiritual practices, and doing them not as a checklist, right? Like, here's a little check. Oh, I, I memorized some scripture. Ooh, I served my neighbor, and we check it off, and I'm spiritual because, no, we do that as a way of presenting ourselves to God to live a life that's deeply attached to him. And so we do them prayerfully. We do them as a way of submitting ourselves, hands open, uh, head bowed, heart bowed before God, like, God, I'm doing this as a way I want to be formed by you. Come and enter into this experience and help me become more like Jesus from the inside out. And so we do them as a means of living attached to God, right? And so we need to look at our life and say, what activities make sense for me to put into place to help me live a life deeply attached to the Spirit so that the Spirit becomes our partner in doing life. We carry out our life in and by and with the Spirit. And fundamentally, that's what it means to walk by the Spirit. Well, all right then, if that's the case, what about somebody who has professed faith in Jesus, their faith is genuine, and, and they, they don't evidence the qualities of the Spirit, at least as fully as they would like, or maybe we think they should. A lot of times we beat ourselves up with that, and we feel like, man, I, I'm not producing all these through the Spirit. I'm still struggling with my temper. I don't have the patience yet, and some of these other things that show up. I've, I'm not nearly as gentle as I would like. Well, I guess first question would be, well, are you progressing? That means there's no promise of instantaneous transformation in the command to walk by the Spirit. It's not like, oh, if we just walk by the Spirit, you know, for a week or two or a month or two or six months or two, boom, we're just automatically going to become like Jesus and we'll have no struggle. That's not the point of that. That's never anywhere in New Testament theology the, the point of walking by the Spirit. There's always going to be a tension because we live during the overlap of the ages and the flesh is present all around us. So there's no promise of instantaneous transformation. That's the reason and the command walk by the Spirit is in the present tense. It's an ongoing, continual, habitual, daily sort of thing that we need to do. But even though there's no instantaneous transformation, there is the promise that if we walk by the Spirit, we will definitely not carry out the desire of the flesh. There is the promise of real transformation consistently and over time. So are you progressing? Are you um, more holy than you used to be? Um, is there more the fruit of the Spirit beginning to show up in your life, right? Is the Spirit then at work in your life evidenced by there is change happening slowly, ongoingly, progressively, you're becoming like Jesus? That's the first question. The second question I would ask of myself or others who are saying, man, I'm really struggling with this, is, well, what are your habits? Do you have activities that are really helping you live attached by the Spirit. Do you have activities maybe that need to target specific areas? Like, okay, if it's 
if it's sexual immorality, if it's your temper and, and you're not being patient, well, could we put some habits in place in your life that might help the Spirit uh, enter into those areas and really begin to transform that specific area and begin to produce that fruit in you? So you might need to find a kind of spiritual coach a little bit who could help you think through, well, what sort of activities or habits could you put in place that would help you have more space for the grace of God and the power of the Spirit in this specific area, to, to cultivate this specific virtue, and so that you could grow in that area, all right? And so, um, fundamentally, though, it's this attachment to God by His Spirit that's that's fostered by the habits or the activities of our life. And as we do that, that's fundamentally what it means to walk by the Spirit. And as we do that, we become like Jesus from the inside out. That's the promise of Galatians chapter 5. If you walk by the Spirit, the Spirit's going to produce love, joy, peace, patience, and all the other fruit that's listed off there, and even some of them that's not listed off but shows up in other places in the New Testament, humility, and some of those other things are going to show up in our life, and we're going to become that kind of person from the inside out as we carry out our life in deep attachment to the Spirit. That's what it means to walk by the Spirit.